Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Hello, and welcome to the show. A great show, a terrific show, a tremendous show. Frankly, the weirdest, ask anyone. This is Beauty and the Beta, the Halloween special. My name is Rebecca, known on YouTube as Blonde, and I am flanked on my left, as always, by my talented, intelligent, good-looking, all-around, excellent co-host, Matt Christensen. Matt, welcome. Hey. <laughs> I objected to this, guys. I just want everybody <laughs> to know that I was mad that Skag took away Slutty Halloween from me and made me dress like a man. Whatever. You're the one who sent me uh, the link to buy this wig on Amazon. Do not pretend like I you were uninvolved. <laughs> I conceded because you're the alpha in this. And so I just do whatever you say as far as the show is concerned. Whatever. We're going to try to have an actual show somehow under these circumstances. And by the way, if you're listening to the show on the audio platforms, this is one you want to watch on YouTube. <laughs> I don't no. need to describe our appearances right now. This is one you want to watch. But it is election crunch time, people. So tonight we're going to discuss the bombshell dropped Friday afternoon that Anthony Weiner might have accidentally saved America by holding a few <laughs> Hillary. And by a few, I mean 650,000. Hillary-related emails prompting the FBI to reopen an investigation. Uh, we're going to give yet another funeral for zombie Gary Johnson. I think this is, what, the third funeral we've given Gary Johnson at this point? We've got another one. Uh, we'll talk about Trump's Hollywood star getting smashed and then the homeless woman who was protecting it uh, being harassed by a bunch of SJWs, which... Um, I've gone through once and it already pissed me off. So going through that footage again is probably going to piss me off even more, um, which is good because I'm playing you and, you know, being angry just suits the role. <laughs> um, plus uh, Michael Moore's redemption. We were, you and I were talking last week. Michael Moore had this great redemption bit in his new movie, uh, but he followed that up with some immediate uh, return to shilling for Hillary. Yeah. What did we expect though? I knew, I knew. He had a brief moment. He had a brief moment. Yeah, so he did. He did. Uh, it'll be all this and more on your favorite hour of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on iTunes. Thank you for keeping us afloat and helping us upgrade stuff on Patreon. Thank you for emailing us. That's beauty and the beta at gmail.com. And remember, don't laugh at the chat. They're going to. It's so funny, though. It's so funny. <laughs> it's just all talking about how you're super sexy. Oh, yeah. And then somebody just said gender bending is the tool of the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't watch this. 
You can't. We got to try to be serious because I got to tell people about the the rest of the show on the audio platforms. Okay. iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher. You know the bit if you uh, listen to the show frequently. If you subscribe over there, you get more of the show. You get the call-in show and some audio bonus stuff. I just did the biggest Mikey podcast on Friday. You can go listen uh, over, uh, over on the um, audio platforms for the show if you want to catch that. Um, and then, of course, the call-in show, like I said, if you can't catch them live, you can listen to them over there. Uh, we're ready to move on with the show. But I got to tell you, I'm not quite ready because I got a, I got kind of a sick feeling right now, kind of a sick feeling like someone's watching us, like someone's stalking us. And I, I just don't really like it. I'm feeling kind of creeped out, but I don't know. What the hell was that? Are you hearing this? Is the door locked? I don't know what this is about. What I tell you I was gonna do? What I tell you I was gonna do? You give me information. Hey Daryl, write it down. If you wasn't worried about getting exposed, you ain't got nothing to worry about. Well, Mister <laughs> Mac Christensen. Yeah, hi Daryl, <laughs> good to see you too. Of the Beauty and the Beta podcast, I found you. You've been exposed. <laughs> I know. You can't play coy with me because when you're playing coy, you're playing foul. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've heard the bit before. Shut up, Daryl. I, I told Darryl. you now. Hey, get the fuck hey, out of wait, here. Wait, wait a second. Hey, get out. That Halloween, Daryl Lamont Jenkins, uh, courtesy of friend of the show, Biggest Mikey. We had hoped he could make the show in character as Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He could not. So we accepted a cameo instead. Um, <laughs> like I said, I just did his podcast. Uh, and he, I hope he'll be back on our show soon here. Uh, so go check him out. That's uh, at Biggest underscore Mikey on Twitter. The Biggest Mikey podcast. Listen and be a cool kid at school. Uh the last thing I want to say, <laughs> well, I wanted to, I wanted to ask you one question before we start. Do you think I have passing privilege? Don't ask the chat, just you. Do you think I have uh, passing privilege? No. Okay, fine. Well, I thought maybe you'd have a more nuanced opinion. No, I'd be not. like, get the fuck out of my bathroom <laughs> now. Get out. You wouldn't let me pee next to your daughter? Absolutely not. No oh, way. Okay. Well, the, the other thing I wanted to show you before we actually try to get serious with the show is I went all out with this costume and you did too. By the way, I want to say your beard is damn good. Thank you. It's thank better you. than my actual beard. It, it's, I looked it's, at a picture of Skag and got my eyeshadows out. I did the whole thing. I was pretty proud of myself. And I put on a bra. <laughs> I'm wearing a bra under here. You might not be able to tell. But the other thing is I made sure and I made sure our tattoos matched actually. <laughs> I got I got your same I got your same tattoo. So I really went all out with the with the costume. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. You and I both know that that tattoo is on my ass. Right. Sorry. I just figured I couldn't I couldn't show that on YouTube per the rules. Okay. Enough funny. of this corny ass Halloween How am I nonsense. Supposed to be serious after that. I don't know. I don't know. I apologize for the cheesiness of this show, but <laughs> It's what we got to do. I got my Coors Light, as always. I was saying before the show, the one thing I'm really happy about is Bud Light is canning, no pun intended, canning the uh, the ad campaign with uh, Seth Rogen and Amy Schumer because they're losing money. Good. Cheers, yeah. Coors Light. Cheers. Happy to do my part. I wonder if Amy Schumer will really leave the country. Hopefully. There's a long list of people who hopefully will. 
And thanks to the first topic here, it's more realistic that they might because it's less realistic or less likely to what extent we'll figure out, but less likely that Hillary wins. Maybe still more likely than not though. Anyway, big news of the week, uh, Friday afternoon. What a time to dump a story like this. James Comey, FBI director, who you may remember back from July saying Hillary was, what was it? Um, extremely careless, but not negligent with her handling of classified material in her emails. Hmm. Yeah. He's back. He's back uh, with a with a new uh, bit of information right before the election. So he comes out and he sends a letter to uh, congressmen and senators saying, hey, turns out there might be some more emails <laughs> pertinent to this case. We're going to look into it. Oh. And um, nobody really knows what to make of this. And I know. I, I, I'm I, stunned. It's, I think it's kind of being distorted on all sides because... On the right, I think you have a lot of people jumping to a conclusion that there's damning information in here for sure. Comey didn't say that and doesn't, uh, it doesn't appear that he even knows what's going on with these emails, yeah. uh, other than they might be pertinent to the case. And then you have the left being like, oh, the same left that, uh, you know, back in July was like, that's James Comey just doing his job by the letter right. of the law. Now they say he's a political hack. You know, none of the details really matter that much. Here's the thing. Here's a couple of things that do matter. You have one presidential candidate currently running who is under current federal investigation. That's a big deal. The other thing that matters is, um, at least for comedy purposes, the source of this information is none other than Anthony Weiner, our guy, Carlos Danger. Let's pull him I up just, here. I just can't believe it. <laughs> Carlos Danger, former congressman. Anthony Weiner, uh, now is he is he divorced from Yuma Abedin yet? Or are they in the process? Uh, I think of they're divorce? just legally separated. Okay. So Yuma Abedin is um one of Hillary's uh, high up aides. Used to be married to Anthony Weiner, who got in trouble for tweeting a bunch of pictures to uh sending a bunch of dick pics and stuff to women. Latest thing that has him in trouble is uh sending a dick pic to uh, allegedly an underage girl. Uh, I think she was 16, 15, something like that. 15. And he was like talking about some serious rape fantasies with her. It was really gross. I read the transcript. Ugh. Why? I don't know. It was really graphic. Now, imagine having to go through 650,000 Anthony Weiner emails, which somebody had to do. And apparently there are emails pertinent to the Hillary case. Unreal. Uh, Unreal. Do you think that this is actually what's going on? I mean, this seems insane to me. Well, there are there are a lot of theories at play here. The one you want the crackpot theory off the top, the tinfoil I want, hat I theory. Want to, let's go through all the theories. I've heard some good ones. Okay, I I'll give you my personal what I believe to be a realistic interpretation. But again, anyone's theory is kind of as good as anyone's at this point. But I think that honestly, uh, Wiener's being investigated. God, what a what a unfortunate or fortunate name. But Wiener's being investigated. They, it turns out that there are more emails in this uh, in his laptop that are pertinent to this case. Comey, I think, sees that he's kind of in a no-win situation. If he doesn't say anything, he looks like a political hack for Hillary. If he does speak up, he still kind of looks like a political hack. But I think he sees this and just sends it to people in Congress saying, look, up front, there's more information here. I don't know what's in there. I don't know if it's going to be uh, enough to charge Hillary or not, but it's pertinent to this case. In the interest of transparency... Here's what's going on. I think it's Comey covering his own ass, personally. Yeah, yeah. 
Do you do you I don't have know. a counter that seems theory? Feasible. Well, I think that he had that he's privy to some uh, damning WikiLeaks that are coming out where more people are going to be implicated. I mean, maybe even him. I think it, I, this really feels to me like he's yep. getting ahead of something. Like you don't just throw like a letter out there just 11 days before the election after you just like cucked out really hard like he did when he could have indicted her. He's not just going to be like, oh, well, maybe I was wrong. And no, no, no. He's clearly a political operative. That's what he showed by not indicting her. At this point, it has to be something catastrophic that's going to implicate a ton of people or he wouldn't have done this 11 days ahead of the election. I mean, this. Yeah, you you're you're closing in I'm on, in the Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. And this is close head. to what I heard from Rush Limbaugh, um, which is that he believes. Well, he, I wouldn't say he believes I shouldn't mischaracterize Rush. Um, what he said was the, the cynical opinion or the cynical take is that WikiLeaks is going to have something so awful and damning, perhaps the 33,000 deleted emails. And this is a move to distract reporters and news coverage from that. And so what hmm. what the cynic opinion is, they're going to do what Comey did, send out this letter, say there's an investigation, maybe end of next week or right before Tuesday, uh, election Tuesday, they're going to say, Oh, the elect, uh, the investigation turned up nothing, nothing to see here. And in the meantime, they've distracted from the WikiLeaks release. That's the cynic opinion. To me, that seems a little bit tinfoil haddish because this does not help Hillary in any way other than like potentially shielding her from something way yeah. worse. But why wouldn't you distract with something that helps her a little bit? Um, because I think that it's too late for that. I don't know that that theory doesn't ring true to me. That seems too cynical, and I'm a cynic. Although I've been disappointed before, I just feel like you know, with that little time before the election, that it just had to be something truly momentous. There has to be a, a real impetus here. I I don't know. This is way too sincere for me. Can I jump to my favorite Anthony Weiner headlines and memes? Because that's the best part to come out of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let me get that up. Uh, best Weiner memes. Okay, okay. Um, the the cover of the New York Post, stroking gun, uh, Wiener sex probe found dirt on hell. Uh, Dicky leaks. <laughs> that uh, good. Hashtag Wienergate with Huma Abedin, Wiener and Hillary. Oh, where's the rest of it? Did my my page is gone? Oh, well maybe Hillary shut it down. I guess I'm not supposed to do this. Okay, so you get two. That was the most anticlimactic thing of all time. Won't even reload, actually. It's okay. Well, we can get back into serious uh, serious issues on this then. Um, the there uh, are there's one other interesting thing to come out of this, which is Hillary responded to it with yet another lie. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see her response or hear her response? Uh, what did she say? Let's uh, let's cue that up here. So this is Hillary in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, on Friday, right after the release. Clinton, there are some reports that this, oh, yeah, that yeah. these emails were found on devices that belong to your aide. Uh, Huma Abedin and her um, husband, Anthony Weiner. Have you spoken to Huma? Was she able to give you any information about that? You know, we've heard these rumors. We don't know what to believe. And I'm sure there will be even more rumors. That's why it is incumbent upon the FBI to tell us what they're talking about, Jeff. Because right now, your guess is as good as mine, and I don't think that's good enough. So we've made it uh, very clear uh, that uh, 
if they're going to be sending uh, this kind of letter uh, that uh, is uh, only going originally to Republican members of the House, that they need to share whatever facts they claim to have with the American people. And that's what I expect to happen. Two, two things I love about this. Um, first off, it's Hillary uh, wanting tra wanting government transparency. It's Hillary <laughs> complaining that there's not enough government transparency, as she did with this tweet here. The director owes it to the American people to immediately provide the full details of what he is now examining. So the irony there is rich. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, it's just a lie. The, the mm -hmm. idea that this was sent to Republican House and Senate members only, that's just a lie. It was, yeah. a, it was uh, addressed to the chairman committee chairman in the house in the senate too i believe uh, since their control the republicans majority party uh, the republicans are the majority party therefore the chairman are republicans therefore the, the address is it the addressee whatever it was sent to republican chairman because they control congress that's why it's right. uh, every every house and uh every uh, congressperson uh, got this letter so for her to say that it's mm. some political stunt that comey just slipped it only to republican legislators no that's a lie. Yeah, I think she's just doubling down. This concerned me, though. I was like, wow, this is really brazen. But I think that she probably knew that there would be there's only 11 days left that they were going to find hundreds of thousands of emails if she knew the device that it came from and that they would have to go through all of the legal red tape and go through the emails before the election, which is, a, you know, an impossibility. <laughs> but yeah. I thought this this concerned me. I was like, oh, no. Why is she saying this? I don't know. I mean, she seems like she's in scramble mode. It seems like she's definitely been on the defense. Yeah. Her presentation seems defensive. Um, it seems kind of worried. It seems sort of defeated, but she's also diseased and tired. So it might just be that. I don't know. The, the only other piece of information in media that I got that I found related to this that I really enjoyed was Joe Biden on CNN being informed that Anthony Weiner was the source of the controversy here? Did you catch that clip? That is great. Here is um here is Joe Biden on CNN with Michael what's his face Smirconish or whatever. Is that folks are going to go to the polls or have already gone to the polls, and they don't know what to make of this. They're in the dark. What well, should happen I, now? I think it's unfortunate. I think Hillary, if she said what I'm told she said, is correct. They should release. The emails for the whole world to see. I'd be remiss if I didn't note that if she had released all the emails from the get-go, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Well, that's true, um, but I, I don't know where this email, where these emails came from. What apparently I, Anthony Weiner. Well, oh God, oh. <laughs> Anthony Weiner. Um, I should not comment on Anthony Weiner. I'm not a big fan, and I wasn't before he got in trouble, so I shouldn't comment on Anthony Weiner. Yeah, you could, uh, just see him. Oh, God, not it's, Anthony Weiner, It's please. real easy to throw Anthony Weiner under the bus. It's really I've, easy. I've been meaning to watch the documentary on Anthony Weiner. It's I just saw called, it. I saw you have it. seen it. it. Is it good? I mean, they're obviously in a, a loveless, sexless political relationship. It made me more sympathetic to Anthony Weiner than to Huma, who's a frigid bitch that just married him for political purposes. But he knew what he was getting into, too. So it but sounds like Huma like really um, admires Hillary, really. Uh, yeah. follows in Hillary's footsteps, I guess, then, right? Yeah, yeah. She learned yeah. how to live, really, from Hillary. But then she married a sex maniac, which, you know, I'm sure she could have known about this before. I'm sure all the tells were there. 
Um, it, it is bizarre. I mean, all the parallels, though. I mean, uh, which is why outside Wiener of his de- pedophilia, I really didn't care very much about any of his transgressions because I kind of fell for the dude. I'm like, he's in this sexless relationship with this icy Hillary shill bitch. Okay, but now but, I. Think but he's gone way him. farther than just like having a side chick or something. He's a real perv, and he's got some serious problems. I don't feel bad for him anymore after this pedophilia <laughs> thing. That's that's bad. That's really bad, Anthony Weiner. <laughs> really bad. In a, in but a, after the documentary, I was like, well, maybe he's not that bad of a guy. Hypothetically, and I still believe that if you believe the current polling to be accurate, and I know a lot of people have their disputes with polling, but it's had a good record in past years. If you believe the current polling to be accurate, Trump still has uh, a ways to go. He's going to have to basically have a, a um, battleground state sweep. He's going to have to win them all. You can't really slip. And this certainly helps, and you're seeing actually that reflected in some of the more recent polls. But hypothetically, if Trump wins— The ABC poll said that Trump was down one today, and then they said she had a 12-point lead like a week ago. And that is the most over-polled of Democrats of of any poll, the most biased that we've seen in this entire election. There's no way that Trump does not have a significant lead. There's just no way. Okay, well, this— this sets up perfectly then, because I want Carlos Danger Saves America to be a documentary, not merely a work of oh fiction. <laughs> I want it to be a real thing. Uh, if you're not familiar, I should say Carlos Danger was the alias that Anthony Weiner used to sext women, solicited or otherwise. I believe he was sexting this underage girl under the name Carlos Danger, but I might be wrong on that. It is, it is a name he had used in the past. Oh, that's, that's... so cringy. <laughs> Although I don't think I'm allowed to say anything else is cringy with our with our situation right now. No, no, whatever. This is this is the best. This is normal. This is totally normal. Actually, I want to say I I do think you did a damn good job. To be honest, I don't know how good of a job I did or not. I honestly think people are going to crucify me for saying this. I think I look more like Lauren Southern. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, her hair is blonder and longer than mine. Yeah, it's it's like the wig is not a perfect match. Because your hair is natural. You, do you actually dye your hair? Or is it just naturally that I, color? Four times a year, get some highlights. I do. But okay. I am a natural blonde as well. But, but Lauren it's... Southern is not a natural blonde. Okay. She has dark brown hair. So that's probably why this looks closer because this is super yeah. fake. But uh, you're welcome on the show anytime, Lauren. Love to have you. Love your hair. Um, the other thing, man, the we didn't have time to get into it on this show, but what's going on at the University of Toronto um, when Lauren was there, when they oh had all, this whole pro- this gender pronoun protest and that that professor who refuses to say, refuses to use preferred pronouns, and they're trying to write legislation in Canada that could be uh, interpreted to mean that you have to, that not using someone's preferred pronouns could be a, a criminal act, which is just pure insanity. But It's um, unreal. Uh, she actually got like assaulted, like legitimately assaulted yeah. by that, that guy. It was Smugly Puff and that other like gender ambiguous person i wish we had stuff to play on this i i I, there's a lot of good videos um coming out on it i watched one from bearing i watched one from sargon and that professor actually um, made an appearance on a canadian kind of talk show and debated with some of these sjw professors and it's just yeah jordan peterson and then it was that androgynous like 
old dykey woman and then that like super effeminate guy and he's like yeah. this is abuse where jordan peterson is abusing us by not using our preferred pronouns this is abuse and then yeah. jordan peterson is just like Ugh. like the fact that he's not rolling his eyes and stuff like you got to hand it to people that can really keep their composure talking to these retards yeah and that guy also said there is no such thing as biological sex oh yeah he also yeah. said that and then the lady was like I don't know why we really have to count the genders, you know, like, why do we have to put a number on it? <laughs> By the way, if anyone proves there's no such thing as biological sex, this show tonight, no yeah. such thing no as such biological thing. sex. This is the All life right. we have chosen. And we're All proud right. of it. So I, I've seen a few uh, memes circulating too of like, uh, you know, current, current, uh, current scene at Trump. Uh, campaign headquarters and it's just an image of trump in a straight jacket and muzzled and stuff because they just want him to shut up during yeah. what looks like could be a, a train wreck for hillary to be honest depending on how things go you know who else should benefit greatly from this situation besides trump and it appears trump is taking the right steps to just shut up and let it happen but another person who should be doing well considering everyone already hates trump and hillary is running for president despite being under federal investigation. Our guy, Gary Johnson. Aww. Gary Johnson. So I love to do repeat funerals for zombie Gary Johnson who can never seem to get ahead because there's never been more people available to a third party or the Libertarian <laughs> Party, myself included. Yet Gary Johnson will never get my vote. I might even vote for Hillary before Gary Johnson. Probably not. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. That's a little too far. Maybe a little too mean. Um, to give you some context into the latest Gary Johnson outburst, apparently someone from HBO was interviewing him and then he had a subsequent interview scheduled with the guardian and the guy coming in to interview him from the guardian is walking in. And as he's walking in, he can hear Gary Johnson inside going off about some question. <laughs> and so the, the guardian interviewer guy walks in and is like, Whoa, it sounded kind of crazy in here. What was going on? And then Gary Johnson explains what was going on and it all just gets worse and worse. The more Gary Johnson speaks. So here we are again with another ode to Gary Johnson. And now Gary Johnson somehow looks terrible compared to Hillary and Trump. <laughs> Just so that you know. So if it came down to it, if you had to make a decision. Boom, I'd blow my brains out. If you're saying Trump or Clinton, is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Yeah, baloney, that's baloney. Don't ask me that question. I'm giving people their first vote. Getting the heat. I can hear some, I can hear some loud voice just then. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it out too. They're, they're asking some, some <laughs> tough it questions. Wise. No, no yeah. tough questions, it's just. Same um, questions. Is it the same questions? You get the same questions again and again and again? Well, I'm an idiot, you know. I'm, I Really. I'm the <laughs> dumbest guy that you've ever met in your whole life. I'm trying to work out that sarcasm or not. It is. I hope it's sarcasm. Okay, okay. I have to pause it there because that's the part I was describing. I'm the dumbest guy you've ever met. And the reporter's just like, uh... I'm really? not sure if that's sarcasm or, and then Gary Johnson says, oh, I sure hope it's sarcasm. You don't have to hope Gary. You're the one who said it. You get to decide if it was sarcasm or not. You don't have to hope. Oh, this is, oh, this is tough to watch. But cue Billy Mays, but wait, there's more. Peace be upon him. Here's what you answered. So obviously you're a dummy. How do you respond to your being a dummy? Well, I'm not a dummy. I'm not. Yeah, I'm human. He's a human. Okay. <laughs> that is a human grin on a human face right there. If you've ever seen one, 
Guaranteed. Oh, I was saying this too before the show. Takes a, a skilled, uh, questionably human person to make Hillary Clinton look comparatively human. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and Gary Johnson yeah, he accomplishes does. that. Yes, he does. So I guess the question is, why are you doing so badly? I would argue just the opposite. This is phenomenal. We got 12 million bucks. We're at 10% plus in the polls. We're leading among independents, among young people, among active military personnel. This is a celebration. But you're not, you're not at 10% in the polls. You were at 10% in the polls. You're near a 6.1%. I don't know where 6.1% comes from. I'll, I have no idea. I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from an average of all of the polls. So it takes all of the polls, it looks at the consensus. Well, why are you here then at 6.1%? Why are you even interviewing me? I don't get it. If I'm doing so poorly, is this, is this, to, is this to preside over a funeral here? It's not a funeral, it's a celebration. It's not a funeral, it's a celebration of life. Of the Johnson Weld campaign, 2016. Oh, oh my God. How does he do this? He is a master of just... <laughs> Bad, bad presentation. And admittedly, I didn't follow the libertarian primaries, if that's the process they use, very closely. I did actually watch one debate that was on Fox Business. And um, John McAfee was in it, and Austin, Austin Peterson, and Gary Johnson. These other. How the hell did Gary Johnson win? How? I guess the same way Hillary Clinton won, or some would say Trump, too. It seems oh, like all the worst. That was painful. That was the just... worst people won this year. I would venture to say that that was as cringy as as the Aleppo moment. I think this was actually worse because even I mean, though the Aleppo why? one, the Aleppo one was bad, and but like you know we've we talked about it uh, before. I don't necessarily blame him for not having the knowledge in his head at the time. He still handled it weirdly, just in demeanor. But I think this was worse because he was definitely trying to be funny and personable. When he says things like, I'm the dumbest guy you've ever met in your life, he's yeah, trying to be funny and kind of warm and, and uh, lighthearted. And it just comes yeah. off as this, like, are you high? He must be high. He must be on drugs or something. It, it seems like I think he's, he's just a touch autistic. Himself. Yeah, just maybe. Just a touch autistic. God. He's also awkward. There's like a deep level of insecurity that's fundamental to his character that makes him present himself like, I don't know, Elmer Fudd or something. <laughs> well, will that be the final burial or the final funeral we give to Gary I mean, he's Johnson? a sad, he's a sad will man. Be more? I feel bad for him. I hope there's no more. I mean, just shut your mouth and go live your little quiet life. I enjoy it, it because cringe is one of my favorite genres. Um, so as hard, evidenced though. by this show, cringe <laughs> is one of my favorite genres to watch and to break down. But that's Gary Johnson again. God, uh, what a bizarre man. And I don't know, how far do, into his reasoning do I want to go? The fact that he insists that this is a celebration, the dude, it's not very good. I mean, it's not very good in any election year to be like between six and ten. But especially this year, if any time there was a, a prime time for a third candidate to rise and be competitive, like Evan McMullen in Utah, now's the time. You sh this should not be a party. And then he talks about his money, too. We've got $12 million. Well, spend it better. Campaign better. Yeah, yeah. You're not doing well. That's a lot of money. In this election, I feel like they could have done a lot better. Like, if he was a real standout candidate, he probably could be pulling at, like, 
15, 20%, right? It's very realistic he would have my support if he was a human who was less concerned about weed and also didn't weirdly think that that bakers must bake gay cakes, which is his other stance. I know. (laughs) My issue with libertarianism, although fundamentally I agree with a lot of it, is that a lot of libertarians just end up being social justice warrior types like him. It's so weird because they... Uh, uh, the the people who should want to control culture the least are the libertarians because you have the right. uh, kind of cultural authoritarian SJWs of everything's racist, everything's sexist, everything's offensive. And then you have on the other side, you have the hyper conservative like church ladies. I don't know if that's a, an appropriate term, but the people who are like, you know, the video games are going to cause you to shoot up a school or the video games are going to ruin your brain. I mean, those are all, those are similar cultural authoritarians. The libertarian people should be like, nah, do whatever you want. And yet here he is talking about how immigrants can't use the word illegal immigrant and you you can't bake the cakes that you want to bake. You're going to be forced to bake certain cakes, whatever, whatever, Gary. Oh, Gary. Maybe he'll come on the show soon. I don't think he has much going on. (laughs) Yeah. Weeks from now. Yeah. After this fall from grace, yeah, what is he going to do? Go back to your life, Gary Johnson. Whatever you do, smoke weed in New Mexico. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Stop being political. It doesn't suit you. He's probably really good at it. (laughs) But smoking weed, not being political? In in New Mexico, yeah. In the (laughs) desert. Yeah. The high desert. Did you know, we've probably talked about it before, but did you know he's climbed all the high points on every continent, including Everest? Wow, really? Yeah, he has climbed Everest. Did a Sherpa um, carry him up on their back? I mean, that's the thing these days is if you're really rich, sometimes, well, I, I should I mean, is he really I rich? don't know too much, but I do know that like some people have climbed it who probably are not the most skilled climbers. They are just the most well-resourced climbers. Yeah. I don't have any pity for anyone that dies on Everest. Well, Gary Johnson didn't. He made it through. <laughs> Th- courtesy of Sherpas. Thank you. Okay. I'm ready to get mad. Are you ready to get mad? Ugh, I'm always mad. I know, but this actually pissed me off. The story of, actually, the 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 original oh, yeah. story. I'm ready to get mad about this. Let's talk about this. The original story didn't piss me off that much. To me, this is just another case of like, it's a classic leftist vandalism that seems to be going on this year and and recently. So somebody at on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, somebody took a pickaxe to uh, Donald Trump's star, which we can see here just in this brief clip. This is some random person pickaxing Donald Trump's star. Sparks and everything. He destroyed it, as far as I understand, destroyed it pretty good. Uh, And as far as I understand as well, I don't think this person has been caught. I think this is an unknown person to this point, but I might be wrong. No, they got caught, I thought. Oh, they did get caught. And then they're up for like a little bit of jail time or a $10,000 fine. Okay. So he is caught. All right. So I think so. I'm, I'm fairly partial sorry. justice. Uh, partial. Ju- this is what would happen if I spent time before the show researching instead of putting on lipstick, I would probably have the better answer <laughs> to this question. Uh, you know, th- that to me is not that crazy. We've seen Trump tower uh, vandalized and spray painted. We've seen, uh, you know, uh, we saw the GOP office in North Carolina firebombed and similarly vandalized with the Nazi message. It sucks that this is the norm, but it kind of is kind of is this year. What's not the norm is a homeless woman who took up, uh, I guess a home near this, this star 
And she's a pro-Trump homeless woman. And she's got her cart with all her belongings and a whole bunch of Trump signs. And she's holding up her pro-Trump signs in Hollywood next to the destroyed Trump star when a bunch of um, tolerant liberals show up to uh, give her the tolerant treatment. I might, uh, I don't know. Let's see if I can make it through this whole thing without becoming really, really mad. Let's see. (laughs) Don't be scared. I, I got an interview with them, though, production assistant, tomorrow. So she's got her signs there. You might not be able to read them, but a lot of them say things like, you know, there's 20 million illegals, but Americans still sleep in tents, and I'm for Trump. You know, there's some things that could be perceived as, like, anti-illegal immigration messages, but there's nothing here that's, like, racist or sexist or whatever, as far as I can tell. Another sign that says, like, Obama sold the blacks out. We need to change the system or something like that. I feel I love this guy, this guy taping. You do realize he's losing horribly, right? Okay, cool, man. Great. The, the the smug commentary from the spectators will only worsen from here. The, the, uh, something about standing over a homeless woman who clearly is not in the best of shape and just ridiculing her really, really bothers me. Yeah, a black elderly homeless person, like what kind of minority status do you have above that in America? Probably Muslim. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I guess. But if if the Muslim was homeless, then that's, you know. Winner right there. No, if the Muslim lived in a mansion, then it's below this person. I don't know. (laughs) You got broke your fucking bottle. Okay, this guy. Come on, don't touch me. This guy starts digging in her cart here. This, this. This morbidly obese Mexican guy, which is important to point out that he's Mexican because she's right that undocumented uh, immigrant. Why did I say that? Illegal, it's because of the Gary Johnson clip. Illegal immigrants <laughs> are. Um, head. I know, get in my head. Illegal immigrants are taking the jobs of unskilled black workers. She's right. Those are the people that are being directly displaced. So she's, yes. she's got a real point. Now, this guy starts getting absurdly aggressive. And to your point, uh, he is a classic, like probably early to mid 20s overweight pathetic dude he's just a pathetic dude I, I can't explain it any further and as evidence i offer the following tape that's what you got that's crap you about to get your ass beat you about to get your ass beat for oh, she doesn't Trump. look that old she's not elderly elderly never mind she's never mind. much older than these people though yeah Okay, then I love this. This this guy right here, because big fat dude says, I'm fucking with you right now, bitch. And then this guy in the Dodgers hat comes in and says, um, dude, like she's obviously I don't support Trump, but she's clearly down on her luck. Let's not be ridiculous about this. He tries to um, you know, let cooler heads prevail here. And the response to him enrages me even further. She has a little bit of mental difficulty. She's in a complex situation. She's living on the street. All right, guys, we're all very upset about Trump and what he said and what he's talked about and what he's done to our country. Leave it to the white boy to try to fix it. Leave it to the white boy to try to fix it because we're anti-racist. Okay. Fuck that. Like yelling at this lady does not help the situation. We'll all go on with She's spewing hate, bro. 
Hey, white boy, she's, she's spewing, spewing hate. hate. Yeah. She's Shut a up, hateful white one boy. in this situation. Shut up, white boy. We're threatening this hateful person. My God. Yeah. Okay. She's spewing hate. Yeah. Yeah. We're not so, so, so it's okay for her to go rob somebody? It's okay for her to go commit a crime because she's in a difficult situation? No, it's okay for her to support what? whatever candidate she wants publicly, regardless of whatever situation she's in. It has, it's okay for her to rob a house. She's not robbing a house. Is the that fact that he would stereotype because, because she's yeah, well, why is he saying? But the, the, in homeless? this guy's head, think about that. He equates supporting Trump with a crime. That's that is what he is equating. Yeah, these Public people support, don't even see what their own stance is. He thinks it's like a, a moral failing on the level of robbery yeah, or yeah. something else. To, and, and, and you have to, that is the mindset that you have to have, that supporting Trump is a moral failing in order to justify some of the behavior that comes next and some of the behavior we've already seen, including being a hugely obese, mid-20s adult man threatening a homeless elderly woman with yeah. physical violence. Good job. I mean, what kind of mindset do you have to have to... to think that that is justified but there's more so they actually start messing with her stuff here they start throwing her signs around and you be the judge on whether it's um i've seen some people say it's assault i don't know if i go that far but you can be the judge I told you, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you? Now, at this part, it just appears that she kind of falls over. So to me, this is sort of like a Michelle Fields assault. Um, but some of the stuff yeah. that they say over her body here is is awful. It's just awful. Didn't I tell you? About five minutes ago, that somebody's gonna walk by here, and no, I would not defend you. Didn't I tell you I wouldn't defend you? And so look at me, look how right I was. Someone came by and messed you up, and I told you, and now it happened. Because you spewed hate, and you got hate. You got exactly what you were dishing out. You know exactly what you were dishing out. P public political display is is uh, what is deserved. I mean. Uh, in his mind, these two things are the same thing. You got exactly what you're dishing out. Public political sign is the same thing as like public humiliation and arguably oh, physical violence. God. I mean, certainly they're invading her property. Whether they invaded her person, you can be the judge. But oh, what the paramedics may have been here if they weren't oh Mexican. Oh my god! Oh, oh exactly. Wait, what did he? What the paramedics like, be here? It's like, you know, the paramedics might be here if they weren't Mexican, trying to say, like, the paramedics don't care about her because they're Hispanic and she supports Trump. So they're letting her rot on the street is basically what he's saying. Real cool guy. Is this guy black? Looks like it. That's him on the screen there. I mean, some sort of. Dude, minority. way to protect your own. What an asshole. Hey. Well, she's a coon. It's fine. She's <sighs> Uncle Tom. Exactly. I'm going to get this Snapchat of you. I'm going to get this Snapchat. Of this, like, I mean, as far I think this lady's just playing dead here. There's two interpretations. One is she's playing the victim, or I kind of think she's just playing dead like you would in a bear attack. Like, please just leave <laughs> me alone. I'm dead. Go away. Uh, 
But yeah, he's saying, I'm going to Snapchat this to my friends. What kind of scumbag? If my friends Snapchatted me like, oh, look how we messed up this Trump supporting old lady. Not cool. And they think that they're doing something like moral and just. The reason this video was posted was because they posted it. They documented their crimes. And I say crimes. No, because it's been reposted so many times. People downloaded it and reposted it. I, I don't say crimes with certain knowledge that this is a legal violation. I just say it in the layman sense, crimes against a person just being an ethical yeah, person. Yeah, it didn't look like they ever made contact with her. But it's like, it's hugely unethical behavior. So to brag sure, about this. Sure, yeah. But I don't think that she was actually, like, by definition, assaulted. Yeah. In another world, if someone sent you this Snapchat of this lady like this and said, look what I did to this Hillary supporter. Ooh, yeah. Uh. No, that's uh, icky. That's no. icky. They fight dirty. dirty. No, thank you. There's more, though. I think there's one more thing somebody says. You're looking pretty oh, sad and pathetic. So You're looking pretty sad and pathetic. Yeah, that was the case already. That is the nature of homeless people. And you chose to pick on her. Good job. Isn't Donald Trump supposed to help you? Where's Donald? Everybody raping some bitch, right? You want me to tweet him? Where's Donald? Donald's not here to help you. Oh, he's probably off. He's busy raping some bitch. That is what was just said. I love how like every person involved in this was like a fat Mexican person. What the hell? American blacks are getting screwed. Uh, a lady. God. And she seemed pretty like mentally with it. You know, I lived in L.A. for a while. And like as far as hobos go, like this is a pretty kept together hobo those signs made sense she doesn't look that yeah dirty. she's got some sophisticated political opinions <laughs> she does she doesn't do it. yeah and then the way, the way they finished which is like oh trump can't help you now well not entirely true one of the interesting things to come out of this is uh trump oh dang it wrong image i don't have it i guess that was just a stupid image of me in costume that i sent you before the show i didn't mean to pull that up <laughs> Anyway, there's a sneak peek into our DMs. It's about as uh, risque as it gets. What I was trying to pull up that I thought I had loaded in there was um, uh, Diamond and Silk were tweeting about this. Oh, and really? Trump's, yeah, and Trump's lawyer responded, uh, can you help us find this lady? Because we have a special gift for her. So Trump has a personal gift for her, apparently. I, it is my understanding that she has been identified and located, but I don't think the gift has actually been delivered yet. Oh, man, that is some good strategy right there. What if he, like, gives her a house or something awesome? How cool would that be? That would be so smart. That would help him out tremendously with the black vote. I mean, just... uh, And benevolence, whatever. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking it'd be an epic good guy move. And, um, you know, maybe he knows a few people. Maybe he can hire a few, like, uh, hitmen for the rest of the people that were... Oh, her name is Denise Scott. Base mama told us in the live chat. Oh, nice. So hopefully there's a nice present coming to her. And hopefully everyone else in the video frame gets four flat tires on the way home. Yeah. That is what I hope for all of them. They're all awful people. Um, Especially actually, that smug, fat Mexican girl about halfway through. They're all awful. It, it, except for LA Dodgers hat guy. She's on the ground. Yeah, but he, you know, he was kind of a cuck too. He I know was we annoying. don't agree with Trump. It's like, who gives a shit? That's irrelevant in this situation. Well, yeah, but at least he has uh, a moral compass that is above political partisanship. At least give him credit for that. Especially in L.A. I mean, yeah, this is horrible. That's that super pissed me off. Um, But hopefully there's uh, something good to come of it. But this is another example of 
horrendous anti-Trump. Again, this is kind of quasi-violence. I don't want to. I don't want to go full Michelle Fields here and characterize it in a way that this it was wasn't. Way more of an assault than Michelle Fields, and there yeah, was property destruction, which is a crime. Yeah, and you have to think of intent here. Like Corey Lewandowski is kind of moving her out of the way because he's moving the candidate. These yeah. people are harassing her for the sole sole purpose of harassing her. There's right. no. It's more personal. No, I don't even know if Corey Lewandowski like recognized Michelle Fields as Michelle Fields. I think he probably yeah. was like, just need to move this bitch over here. And that's all I did. But these people, this is a targeted assault on this woman. I, um, I just want to see more mainstream honesty on these issues, but I'm never going to get it. You're never going to, nobody's, I was listening to uh Bryden's podcast, friend of the show, Bryden Proctor. And he was talking about some things that have happened in North Carolina since the GOP office was bombed. I mean, whatever you saw a mention of that in mainstream news coverage, but that and was then about it. Was it. Gone. The, the you don't day, see yeah. the coverage of this politically motivated violence. Even when you have people like James O'Keefe, Showing, providing proof that some of it at the rallies, at least, is provided um, with specific intent and paid from the DNC and from the Hillary campaign. That is such news. And we're still pretending like uh, Trump's rhetoric. Uh, have, uh, how long till they blame Trump's rhetoric uh, for this instance here? Trump oh, said I... some mean words, so it's fine. And it's basically <laughs> the justification they themselves were using. Even your your favorite L.A. guy there saying... I know Trump has said some terrible things. You guys are doing terrible things. Yeah, awful things. But they feel good about it. And they're doing terrible things to a minority homeless woman. Yeah. This is Democrats. Like they actually give a shit about this woman's unfortunate life circumstance where she's living on the street. They don't care about her. They just care <sighs> about people with the same opinions that they have. And that's it. End of list. Oh, we care about the poor. We care about black people. We care about Mexicans. It's like, no, you care about who's going to vote for you. The thing that bothers me about it so much, too, is it's just part of a continued assault on the most fundamental freedom that we need to protect. Like your right to go out in public on the street with a political sign and to talk about political issues with people. If we don't have that, if we're going to allow that to be either bullied out of society or legislated out of society, what the hell do we have anymore? I and know. That is, I know. That is, and that's, that's why people are so apathetic and everybody's drifting into like drug use and television because we've all kind of gotten the sense that like if we don't have those fundamental rights protected, that what what's worth saving? And I think I mean, that millennials are really afflicted with that apathy. Yeah. I mean, I how know. many millennials do you know that just genuinely do not give a shit about this country because they think that our crimes have made us, um, you know, like we need to be punished for them indefinitely. I know so many millennials like that. Yeah, That's I, why think they th like I think there's truth America. to that. Yeah, it's, it's apathy. It's it's the loss of hope in the principles that founded this country I mean, and, and no understanding of them, too. Let's... Uh, think about it if we reverse the political theme of it if that's a homeless hillary lady and the treatment is that severe it's wall-to-wall -wall cnn it's wall-to-wall oh, yeah. -wall msnbc can you imagine if a black hillary supporter got beat up by like i don't know even other black people that would probably be on the news but this racial yeah. breakdown of this was very confusing to me though i've got to say because yeah. in L.A., I really feel like black people stick with black people and Mexicans stick with Mexicans because the black people and the Mexicans hate each other. And so what happened in this video, I was like I, I watched it several times. I was very, very confused because the guy taunting her the most is like a skinny, like millennial black dude. And then yeah. there's like a black woman yelling at her. You would think um, that they'd be like, no, leave this bitch alone. I think it's the same rule that is true of 
everything politically right now that Trump hate trumps everything else. Everything basically. Else. I mean, it's the same yeah. rule we see with um, a lot of the irrationally, the irrational Trump haters. Your hatred of Trump is more important than literally any other issue. But speaking of Trump hate and someone who apparently is not blinded by Trump hate, or at least I thought for a minute, because I was telling you last week, I was like, did you see this clip from Michael Moore's new uh, movie, I Michael so Moore excited. in Trumpland, where he delivers this unbelievable explanation of why working class middle America votes Trump. And spoiler alert, it's not because they're racist or sexist or just rednecks or awful people. They have some good reasons. And he articulates it beautifully. beautifully. And yeah. I, I cut that down just a little bit here so we can get a taste for that. If you haven't heard it in full, you can Google uh, Michael Moore Trump, and I'm sure it'll pop up. Uh, but this is what Mr. Moore had to say. Because I know a lot of people in Michigan that are planning to vote for Trump. They're not racist and rednecks or and they're, they're actually pretty decent people. And it's why every beaten down, nameless, forgotten working stiff who used to be part of what was called the middle class loves Trump. He is the human Molotov cocktail that they've been waiting for. The human hand grenade that they can legally throw into the system that stole their lives from them. Although they've lost their jobs, although they've been foreclosed on by the bank, next came the divorce and now the wife and kids are gone. The car's been repoed. They haven't had a real vacation in years. They're stuck with the shitty Obamacare bronze plan where you can't even get a fucking Percocet. The one thing that doesn't cost them a cent and is guaranteed to them by the American Constitution, the right to vote. Trump's election is going to be the biggest fuck you ever recorded in human history. And it will feel good. So there you have it. Michael Moore explaining perfectly why working class middle America considers Trump. And it's it's not even necessarily, it's exactly the way I feel, to be honest. It's not even necessarily about Trump the guy. He has his moments, but he also has his epic fails in my head too. It's about him as the metaphorical hand grenade. That you're like, you know what? This system sucks. Pull the pin, toss it in, and let's see what happens. Yeah. And it was awesome. And, and it feels really good. I mean, we're watching the mainstream media just fall apart this week. They totally turned on Hillary after this email thing. I mean, ABC polls showing, you know, I just feel like the, this house of cards is just falling apart before my eyes and it is more satisfying than I thought it would be. And then if, if Trump wins, which I really think he's going to, um, I'm just going to be gloating my ass off all day. It's going to be awesome. It's going to well, be awesome. Uh, Michael Moore still sees it clearly. And even if you don't support Trump, your ability to understand it, I think is key. It's always great to understand your political opponents, even if you don't agree with them. That is something we need a lot more of. But that clip or parts of that clip were circulating, including uh, circulation from the Trump family itself saying Michael Moore gets it, see? And then Michael Moore came out and his moment of getting it lasted about two seconds and he resumed full shilling for Hillary, unfortunately. And he's saying, you took my statement out of context in the movie. I follow it up by saying, and that's why you have to vote Hillary. <laughs> so <laughs> here's Trump. Uh, here's uh, Michael Moore. He made a couple appearances uh, at the end of the week here. I saw him on Megyn Kelly. I also saw him on Bill Maher. And um, he basically said the same thing on both shows. Here he is on Megyn Kelly. I mean, 
What I'm saying by that is if we elect Donald Trump as president of this country, it won't be the same country after four years. I'm absolutely convinced of that. This is the most vile, disgusting candidate that has ever run for office in this country. So he, it's interesting he started making the point uh, that Trump supporters want to throw this hand grenade in because they don't like the system. They need, They want to see the system change. And they're willing to take a wild card on what that change might be. And then he says, and then he, uh, and then he basically just says like, uh, that Hillary is, is going to be the choice, even though, or Hillary is the choice for change essentially. Uh, and then he says, you know, we won't see the same, uh, America if Trump is elected, but you just said that was the point. You just yeah. said that was the point in your movie that America change will America. change yeah. and it might go back. Or, it, you know, it might be something different. But that was the point. That was the, the reasoning you offered why they support Trump. And now you're saying that it's bad or it's terrible. But God, he looks awful. <laughs> Doesn't he? I mean, geez. He, uh, he's looking a bit feminine these days, I would say. He looks like a cafeteria lady. Like Not an that I'm one to judge right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot we're in drag. <laughs> that when right. you, you know, you understand the white working class. You, you know, yeah. you appeal to them time and time again. Yeah. You understand and you outline perfectly why they're attracted to him. They, they want him to blow things up. As you yeah. say, he's a human Molotov cocktail. Right. So I'm here and I'm here on Fox to appeal to people who are watching. Uh, to not do that. The system has failed you, but he is not the solution to this. And and I make the case in the film. The film is a is a sort of a humorous love poem to Hillary Clinton because I think <laughs> I think I can hear the ticket sales now. They want change and they don't see it in Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. Well, they should because she will make this better. Uh, you like her so uh, much. Why yeah. were you against her when she ran against Obama? And you were against her in the mm -hmm. primary. You like yeah. Bernie. You yeah. seem to be like a reluctant Hillary supporter. Am I wrong? Yeah, I was. A, I was a reluctant Hillary. Yes, because I. She voted for the war. I thought she was too cozy with Wall Street. I supported Bernie. I supported Obama eight years ago. What but all the wait for it. Wait for the reasons why. This is what kills me about this. If it didn't kill you already. WikiLeaks disclosures. Do they bother you? No, 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 you, not I mean, at you all. You don't care no, about Clinton cash. There's more. No, I care. I care about women should be paid the same as men. I care about the polar ice caps melting. I care about the big, <laughs> oh. big issues. Oh, so he cares about oh, the wage terrible. gap. He cares about the pay gap. Come on, dude. And he also cares about the polar ice caps melting. By the oh. way, NASA data shows that that is not the case. I mean, I'm not going climate climate denier here, but also you can't just make that statement of fact when, when NASA's studies don't necessarily back up what you're saying either. But hey, if you're going to talk about the wage gap, I mean, we're throwing back, reality out the window. Yeah, it's know. so bizarre. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm articulating why they would do it, but I'm telling them not to do it. The system has failed them. So we need to put in like the most system marinated person possible. <laughs> the person who's been soaking yeah. in the system for the last, I don't know, it's for as long as you and I have been alive, basically. Just forget that moving speech that I made earlier about Trump, guys. Just, just forget about that. And what's <laughs> interesting about that speech is, I, I mean, obviously it's scripted, I'm sure. But you can tell there's like a personal passion in it, man. It's like a heartfelt. I know because he, for a moment, understood why. I don't. I know it was pre-prepared, so he, you know, for many moments, understood why. That's Megyn um, Kelly. Oh God. Well, she's. Why is she's, she dressed like an Eastern European hooker? Well, all the time. Hot, also, she's on. A, <laughs> she's on a hot streak right now between Donna Brazil and Michael Moore. I think she's had some good interviews lately. Yeah, but then she had to bring up the Trump sexual assault and then say that like. 
if it weren't true, there wouldn't be so many accusers. Oh, yeah, Although I she... did use that exact argument against Bill Cosby, which made me want to rethink this Bill Cosby thing. Yeah, maybe <clears throat> you got to be consistent. That's for sure. But didn't like 50 people accuse Bill Cosby or something? It's, it's high. Yeah, it's high. And it was like over the course of like many decades and he wasn't running for president. So. Plus they kind of, I mean, we talked about it before. They they kind of slow trickled in, which is more believable to me. One, then all then another, then another, then another. And also there's no real benefit for these accusers. Um, Trump's and accusers have And some of them had clear, their identities. Yeah. yeah. And then they all have the same story with getting drugged with quaaludes and things like that. It just rang true. Yeah. Well, oh, man. Michael Moore, you had a you had that moment, man. And whether he says it's out of context or not, I hear someone like me hears that and I'm like, I am more excited and motivated than ever to vote Trump now after he that. Dude, it like pulled on my heartstrings a little bit. It did. I was it made me tear up a little bit. Speaking of pulling on heartstrings and tearing up, uh, I'm gonna close the show with a different song this week, actually. Uh, which is going to make a lot of people pissed off because, um, you know, they're used to the, the Harambe song that we always play. But um, I heard this song on Bering's channel, friend of the show, Bering and Sugar Tits, those delightful Australian bears. Um, they posted this cover song of a song called Catch the Wind uh, that they recorded with one of their viewers who plays piano. And... Uh, Bering is on the acoustic bass here. He's doing some background vocals. He's got this sick harmonica bit that you'll hear at the end here. And um, it's Sugar Tits on the vocals. And I already loved her speaking voice. She's just got such a great voice, but her singing voice is butter too. It's awesome. Uh, so I, you know, I always want to throw a bone to YouTubers we like if we can. Uh, and I think this song is awesome and very pretty, just like me. Uh, and so if you like it, Uh, There's a link in the description to their SoundCloud where you can download it for free. Uh, It gave me the feels just like Michael Moore, so you can get some free feels too. But that's all I got. Um, Thanks to Biggest Mikey for the cameo tonight. Find him at Biggest underscore Mikey. Listen to his awesome podcast as that meme comes out. Thanks as always to the live viewers and live chatters who keep us honest shitposting away while we try to maintain sincerity. (laughs) God, we look a lot alike right now. If you're listening on YouTube, <laughs> shut up. God. We're at an audio platform on demand. Also, thank you for supporting the show. Um, there's more material on the audio platforms: iTunes, SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, all linked conveniently down in the description. Um, you can also email us. It's Beauty in the Beta at gmail.com. We take your questions, requests, or suggestions there. We are twins. We are twins right now. We'll be back next Sunday because if it's Sunday, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty in the Beta. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.